The Live with Squacky podcast is sponsored in part by Mid-Atlantic VoiceOver and Antland Productions. Singer, voice actor, podcast host, Silva's award winner, and self-taught computer nerd, Jody Krangle is one talented lady. Jody's first voiceover work started in 1995 when she spent a year in a volunteer position with the Canadian National Institute for the Blind, creating books on tape. Yeah, tape. Real to real. Several years later, she ventured out on her own, and well, here we are. Hi, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Live with Squacky. I'm your host, Val Kelly, otherwise known as Squacky Voice. Let's dive right into this. Thanks so much for joining me on the show today, Jody. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Of course. I was reading on your website that you're a singer as well as a voice actor, and your acoustic band is called Urban Tapestry, and you play filk music. Can you tell (laughs) us about that for anyone who might not know what it is? Sure. A lot of people won't know what that is. Um, It's actually the music that's played at science fiction fantasy conventions. So back in 94, I was introduced to these. And it's apparently just like this little side thing that happens at regular science fiction fantasy conventions where they just kind of get a room and they sit in a circle and everyone plays their instruments and makes music together or, you know, performs certain things. And then what happened was that it sort of graduated from there to conventions of its own. So now there are filk conventions that happen all over the U.S. and Canada and the U.K. and Germany, actually. <laughs> it's just a whole big thing, but it's a fairly small genre. I've been involved in it for uh, a long time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I read that and I was like, that's so interesting. Like, I've never heard of that before. Honestly, mm-hmm. before I looked at your website, I was like, oh, I need to ask about that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm a gamer, right? So I do role-playing games like D&D and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And so it was actually a friend of mine who was doing a Dungeons & Dragons type game introduced me to the other women in Urban Tapestry, and we went on from there. (laughs) Oh, wow. That's so cool. You guys have Mm -hmm. been, you're still going then? Yeah. In fact, there's another conference happening called Filk Ontario that's happening in Southern Ontario, here where I am. And that's in uh, mid-August. So we just booked our hotel rooms to go to that conference. So (laughs) it should be fun. Oh, that's so cool. That Mm -hmm. sounds like a lot of fun. Well, I mentioned it a little bit in the intro, but can you tell us how you got started in the voiceover industry? Well, I volunteered my time at the CNIB, which is the Canadian National Institute for the Blind, back in 95 and 96. And that actually was reel-to-reel tape at the time. I don't know whether that was because that was the actual technology at the time or because it was just a government institution and that's all the money they had. (laughs) I have no idea. But I was learning the reel-to-reel tapes and I was really enjoying that. And and I liked the tech as much as I liked the voicing. I was just speaking magazine articles onto tape for the blind. So it was very rewarding and I learned a lot and I honestly hadn't really thought about what voiceover was until that time. So that's kind of how I got into the whole thing. (laughs) Oh, that's really cool. That sounds like a really rewarding experience to do Mm -hmm. something like that. Yeah, it really was. It actually percolated for a while before I decided to go full-time into it because I was doing SEO and internet marketing before that. So uh, 95, 96, I stopped and then I sort of let it sit there in my brain and did other stuff until about 2007. 
And then in 2007, I got so bored of SEO. (laughs) Search engine optimization, just for those who are not aware, because not everyone knows. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's good to explain it for sure. (laughs) Yeah, I've been on the internet since basically 94. (laughs) So uh, I had a songwriting website in 95 that went until about 2016. I learned a lot of things about promoting that with no money. So that kind of became a job for a while. And then in 2007, Google was the only game in town and I was super bored and just decided, okay, that's it. I am no longer a SEO person. I am now a voice actor. (laughs) That's it. That's it. I'm doing it. Well, what genres of voiceover do you specialize in and what's your favorite type of voiceover work to do? I do a lot of corporate narration and commercial work, and I've done some in-show narration for TV, which I really do enjoy. That is a lot of fun. That sounds And documentary work. It is a lot of fun. And documentary work, which, again, is a whole other thing of its own. And I really enjoy those. The TV narration and the documentary work are the real challenges, I think, that you really get to act in those. It may seem like all you're doing is describing what's happening on on a video, but it's more than that. You're lending a background. You're giving a backdrop to what people are seeing on the screen. And it's a lot longer a time period than even a 60-second commercial. So they're listening to you for a lot longer, and they better like you or they're going to tune out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So it's a challenge. Yeah, I'm sure. Tune into a show and you're like, oh, this is a great voice, you know, announcing or whatever, then you definitely want to keep watching. And if not, they're like, click, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Obviously, anyone who does TV narration or documentary work, they know they're not just reading a script, but you're performing to what's happening on the video, on the film. And lending whatever emotional context needs to be created for that moment. I mean, that's really the case for anything you're doing on video. The sound is the emotional context, and so you have to be good at that. (laughs) Yeah, that's really interesting. Are you a coffee drinker? I am. I love coffee. Every morning, Pete's Major Dickinson's Blend is my coffee of choice. So much my coffee of choice that I actually have a subscription and I live in Canada. That's funny. Yeah, yeah I definitely have my favorites. I love Lavazza because I'm an espresso oh, yeah? drinker. Yeah, Lavazza uh-huh. is really good. There's a few different blends of it that I really like. And I really like Drew Coffee, which is a kind of new brand in the U.S. Oh, okay. I haven't heard of that one yet. Yeah, it's a really small one, but it's a great one. I'll good have to coffee check it out. to start the day. Yeah. Do you have a favorite travel destination? I was talking about filking, and one of the things that we did as a filk band was we got to headline a convention that happened in, I think it was outside of Frankfurt, in a youth hostel that was actually a converted 11th century castle. That was really, really cool. Now, it was in Frankfurt, but we traveled through Frankfurt and Hamburg, And I really, really loved Hamburg, Germany, because they have water buses. It was the first time I'd ever experienced that. It was so cool. Now, this is back in like 2005, so I haven't been doing that for a while. (laughs) But it was really neat. And I was traveling with people that I really have a good time with. And it was wonderful weather and lots of sun. And it was cold. I think we were there in February, I think it was. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. But it was still beautiful. And those water buses just, I thought they were the neatest thing ever. It's like a boat or? Well, they're a port town, right? They're a port city. So getting between places, you just go on a bus on the water. 
That's yeah. really neat. I don't think I understood exactly what you were saying there. I was like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. No, they're actually water buses. Buses. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So it's like public transport oh <laughs> over gosh. the water, which I thought was just the coolest thing that ever. That <laughs> is really cool. Can you tell me about Clubhouse and the sessions that you host there and about your podcast called Audio Branding, The Hidden Gem of Marketing? The Clubhouse started as a sort of addendum to the podcast, which is all about the power of sound. So I talk about how sound influences our buying decisions, but also how it influences our daily lives. So audio branding is just sort of where we as voice actors fit into what's happening in our clients' audio spectrum. There's a whole umbrella there, and we're lending our voices to parts of that umbrella. <laughs> and I just wanted to be more aware, and I wanted to have my clients on the podcast to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, raising all boats for all of us who work in sound because it's very important. And I want the clients who hire us to know that it's important and it should not be an afterthought. Yeah. Like often we're the icing on the cake or the little bow on the present and they haven't really given it any thought until the minute they went, oh, I guess we need music on this. Oh, <laughs> I guess we need a voice. Oh, okay, let's look into that. <laughs> yeah. You already have all these beautiful images that you've now ruined <laughs> by not giving any thought to the sound that you were going to put on before you made them. <laughs> Mm -hmm. So it didn't make any sense to me. And I think that when people think about the whole project, the video and the audio, then they get a much more cohesive project in the end when all is said and done. I just wanted people to be more aware of what they're doing. Yeah, that's <laughs> and, a really good idea. No, I hope it helps all of the voice actors out there who are trying to get their clients to understand what they do and why. But the Clubhouse is sort of an addendum to that. So the podcast releases on Wednesdays at 6 a.m. Eastern Time. And then the Clubhouse usually happens every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern. So I'm there for about an hour and we have all sorts of different discussions on different sound-related topics. So we've talked about voice AI. We just had a session today talking about the beeps in hospitals and why they're so awful and making us sicker oh and what gosh. we could do about it. Yeah, it was actually really interesting because almost everyone on the panel was like a professor. Oh, wow. <laughs> Yeah. So it was pretty amazing. They were all coming at it from really interesting different perspectives, too. Like Michael Schutz, who's been on my podcast before talking about this, he's a musician. He's a percussionist. So he's really interested in creating sounds that are pleasant to the human ear that they can use in hospitals. But then another fellow, he's an anesthesiologist. And so he wants to be able to make a better situation for both his colleagues and for the patients to relax because, you know, that's part of his job. <laughs> and he sees it from the inside. And then there's another woman who studies the psychology behind the alarms and all of the research that she's done. And then there's another woman who's also doing research from the nurse perspective. It was really a fascinating discussion, and, and the people who were there asked some really interesting questions. So there's all sorts of things that we talk about. That is definitely one of them, sound and healing. Mm -hmm. And uh, we talk about public speaking and podcasting and voiceovers, of course, and audio NFTs. We've actually talked about that before. We talked about uh, machine learning and sound and all sorts of interesting discussions, just anything sound related. And I, I'll put it in there. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, that's really cool. I like the mm-hmm. Clubhouse platform. I have only been on it a couple of times, like when I was mm-hmm. on that panel for you yeah. about, you know, voiceover conferences. But I really haven't taken the time to really dive too far into it. So I thought it'd be a good idea to ask you about it a little bit more because I know mm-hmm. not everyone is 100% understanding yeah. what it's about yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's been around for a while now, probably almost two years, I think. But yeah, I, I use it every week on Wednesdays. And then on Thursdays, Anne Ganguza and Cheryl Holling and I have a discussion called Voices in Podcasting, where we talk about voiceovers and podcasting and where they where they kind of meet in the middle because all of us have podcasts and we're all voice actors (laughs) (laughs) so yeah so it's a really interesting uh discussion and we have great banter we just have a lot of fun (laughs) yeah i'm sure what are three goals that you have for yourself to accomplish in the next few months i do want to have enough interviews programmed out for the podcast so that i'll be able to have a bit of a breather over the summer that's always a nice goal that is a nice goal i yeah. need to do that too <laughs> yeah it, and it's a hard one but it is. but uh, i'm getting there i want to connect with more people over our mutual love of sound because i'm always looking for people to come on the podcast who are not voice actors unfortunately but who are the people who hire us basically i talk to a lot of creative directors and cast directors and I talk to um, people who do sync licensing for music and people who are filmmakers and all that sort of thing and people who are working in sound and healthcare and that kind of thing. So yeah, I'm always interested in, in connecting with people. I do a lot of that on LinkedIn. Number three would probably be get to know my clients better through their social media, which also mostly means LinkedIn. (laughs) Yeah, LinkedIn is a great platform. It's really a great tool to connect with people. And I think Mm. I probably use it a little bit every day for the most part, but I at least check my messages and stuff on it (laughs) if Mm -hmm. I'm not posting something. But it's a great way to connect with people professionally. So, yeah. yeah. And I find there's a lot less fluff on it. I appreciate that. People are contacting me. I know they have a business reason for it. What's the best piece of voiceover advice you can offer to actors who are just trying to get their foot in the door in the industry? I would say coaching is number one. There's a lot of reasons for that. But the main reason would be that the coach will tell you what you need. Before you start buying equipment, before you start sound treating an environment, before you do anything, really, that coach will tell you what you need, both in how you're going to be a voice actor and what equipment you need, and maybe even what business setup you need. You know, a lot of people are going to be able to help you that way as well. And there are business coaches and there are performance coaches. So there's a different thing there. But I would definitely say that the coaching is really the first thing to look into because it'll help you from wasting your time. I completely agree with you. I think it's so essential that people try out and work with a bunch of different coaches. You know, don't just work mm-hmm. with one because there's so many of them. <laughs> yes, that's um, true. And a lot of them are really great. But, you know, it takes time sometimes. You know, I, I remember when I first started out in voiceover, going through a couple of different coaches before I found the first one that was really right for me for what I was trying to accomplish. And then you kind of have to go from there. And it can also be a personality thing. Oh, totally. If you're yeah. not somebody who likes to be yelled at, then, <laughs> yeah. you know, there's <laughs> some certain... coaches won't work for you. Yeah, then. <laughs> some coaches won't work for yes. you because they yell at you and make you mm-hmm. cry and like, don't sugarcoat it. But 
just, just a tiny bit, maybe, if I'm feeling sensitive, you know? So, yeah. yeah, I do think that's great advice. And what you were saying about having many coaches is a really good idea, too. Like, just because you have a coach doesn't mean that has to be the only coach you have, even right. in that time period. Like, you could be talking to more than one coach at the same time if you're getting different things from different coaches. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But you'll yeah. get a golden nugget from everyone that you study with. Even if you don't quite connect, you'll get something from it. One of the things that I learned when I first started in voiceover was to take improv classes. Oh, yeah. That yeah. was just a lifesaver for me. When I first started out in voiceover, I was somebody who got so nervous and so in my head and overthought mm -hmm. everything. And I still have a tendency to be a bit of an overthinker. I'm not going to lie, but... I think that taking improv classes really helped me a ton to be able to go get out of your head and throw it away. It doesn't matter and just yeah. go. You know what I mean? So I yeah. think that's another piece of advice that people should definitely take to heart because it can it totally help you is. so much in any type of voiceover. It doesn't matter if it's animation or mm -hmm. any genre. It'll help you. So. Yeah. And I will say that um, my improv has really been D&D. &D. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So I've been playing Dungeons and Dragons or role-playing games for probably something like, I don't know, 30 years. So yeah, that's that's kind of like a different kind of improv, but it is improv. <laughs> it definitely helps. Are there any projects that you're working on that you'd like to tell us about that don't have NDAs? <laughs> yeah, you know what? I don't really have NDAs. You know, nothing in particular, really. But uh, I just finished some work with Unisom and I worked with MITRE and uh, Travel Alberta. I love tourism stuff. So oh, yeah. That's just so much fun. I love lending an audio brand to that kind of majestic video, you know, that mm -hmm. just that really lights my fire. <laughs> Yeah. So that kind of thing, like tourism and hospitality, I love that stuff. But usually my work isn't affected by NDAs because I don't do animation or video games. Okay. And I don't really do anything over five minutes of finished audio unless it's a TV narration or a documentary. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So generally, it's usually pretty short stuff. And when I do it, it's either like a session and it's done or I do it on my own and it's done, you know, yeah. <laughs> nothing really hanging over my head. That's nice. <laughs> yes, that's that it is nice. That's how I've patterned my career now, because that's what I appreciate. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's really good. If you could spend the day with a celebrity, who would it be and why? And what would you talk about? You know, I had to think about this one a little, and I think it would be Keanu Reeves. Ooh, good answer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, he's had a really interesting life, and he's kind of a celebrity without really making you feel like he wants it. And I'm old enough to remember when people were really critical of him and his acting skills because they didn't think he was like a quote actor. Because of like he was just being himself. Adventure. Exactly. Yeah. He yeah. was just being himself, right? right? And he pretty much he's done that. That's his career. He's been himself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which all the power to him. There are lots of other actors who are very well known who do that. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. But he just seems like an all around good human. I want to talk to him about his charitable stuff and like his thoughts on life, you know, because he yeah. has some pretty deep thoughts. <laughs> yeah, he just seems like someone that would be really down to earth and easy to talk to. And I've always really been impressed with his ability to entertain people just without being so assuming about it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. No, I think that'd be a great person to hang out with for a day and just to mm -hmm. pick his brain about 
acting and life in general. Life in general, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think it would be interesting. <laughs> we already know you're active on social media. Can you tell our listeners how to connect with you, like your website and social media handles? Well, I'm usually just Jody Krangle on every piece of social media that you would find me, so okay. that's pretty easy. The website is voiceoversandvocals.com, and the podcast is at audiobrandingpodcast.com. And uh, yeah, you can find me on Clubhouse as well under the club, which is called The Power of Sound. Perfect. And I'll put all of those in the show notes. I appreciate it. Of course. So thanks so much for joining me on the show today, Jody. I wish you tons of continued success in all you do. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Hi, friends. I wanted to take a minute to remind you that the Mavo 2022 Get Inspired Conference is coming up on November 11 through 13 at the Western Dulles Hotel in Herndon, Virginia. Yeah, that's right. We're back in person and I can't wait. We have an outstanding lineup of some of the top voice actors and industry pros coming to present this year, and you definitely won't want to miss it. Our keynote speaker is Mark Grau, and he's joined by our guest speakers, Cliff Selman, Laura Schreiber, Kim Hurden, Jimmy Doom, Jason Lanier-White, Carol Monda, Scott Parkin, Yolanda Spearman, Rob Silling-Poglia, Ellie Ray Hennessy, Johnny Heller, Everett Oliver, Roy Oakleson, Herb Moore, Tom Deere, J. Michael Collins, and me. I'll be doing a little presentation as well. I'm so excited, you guys. I really hope you can make it. There's still the option to do a non-refundable down payment and make monthly payments that have to be paid off by the end of September. So you still have a little time, but that offer to do monthly payments ends on June 30th. So get a move on. <laughs> this will be our seventh Mavel conference, and we'd love to see you there. Visit our website at www.midatlanticvo.com for more information and to register today. I promise you'll definitely be inspired. Live with Squacky is mixed and mastered by everybody's favorite voiceover tech, Uncle Roy Yulkelson of Antlam Productions. Live with Squacky is sponsored in part by Mid-Atlantic Voiceover LLC and Antlam Productions. Quack, quack.